Tennessee Titans football. Stick around. So we're going to talk about the predicament of the Tennessee Titans. There's not a lot of Tennessee Titan fans where I'm from, where I'm at, but oh man, I don't know. I don't know. It was rough. We, uh, my family and I, we traveled to Denver for the game against the Broncos this past Sunday. And it was my first time watching the Tennessee Titans play. Uh, I got to say, very disappointing. Very, very disappointing. It was one of the most boring games I have ever not only been to, but seen. I have been to professional football games. I just had never seen the Titans play. Live, that is. And um, I was hesitant originally to go down there. I had to be convinced by my girlfriend that I should, that we should go down there. Uh, and, and mainly I was hesitant because I knew the style of football. We are not so much the style because our style has been the same for a while. It's been kind of dull and inconsistent. But I knew that we had a high probability that we would play a terrible offensive game. The only thing I had betting into this was that Derrick Henry would come in and just bang. And I know that he, the uh, the Broncos, they have a good run defense up to this point. I just didn't expect them to do what they did to Henry. And I sure as hell didn't expect them to do what they did to Marcus with two interceptions. He hadn't thrown an interception all season long. Comes in, throws two picks. One, he steps into the pocket and he's throwing to his left which was a, a, the throw was there. It needed to be further left. And it was a great play made by their safety. So now, how did we get here? I just explained how terrible it was, um, how terrible he was. That is, that's Marcus against the Broncos. He was like seven for 18, 63 yards, two picks. Then Ryan Tannehill comes in a little over halfway through the third quarter. And he does a little bit better. I think, I believe he goes like 13 of 16 for 144 yards. He throws one interception. It was, uh, he tried to make something happen on fourth and goal. And he forced something. Obviously he was trying to get points. So as far as the interception goes, I don't feel as though it was really his fault in terms of, um, if you're looking at it statistically, on paper, you know, take away the situation he was put in the fourth quarter, us desperately needing points, uh, him barely getting into momentum. I feel that, that might have gone a little bit different. We'll see. Officially announced today that he is getting the start over Marcus Mariota. There's speculation out there that this is the end of Marcus Mariota's tenure in Tennessee. I was excited about getting Ryan Tannehill as our backup quarterback. Let me let me explain why. Nine and seven last year, nine and seven the year before, and I'm pretty sure we went nine and seven the year before that. Tennessee Titans typically go nine and seven. We made the playoff one year. Marcus usually misses about four games due to some kind of injury. This year he put on uh, 15 pounds or something like that in order to be more durable, and he hadn't gone down. Yet, and typically by now, 
he shows that he go he's in the first six games he's gone down so that was a good sign but the fact that he just is not playing football anymore is terrible he usually goes down we usually have terrible backup quarterbacks that come in and ruin our season we had a chance last year to win to make the playoffs last game of the season we go in um with in i can't even think of his name the old jackson he was drafted by jacksonville um he was the backup to kaepernick that ended up taking his job and Blaine Gabbert, that's the guy's name, Blaine Gabbert. Blaine Gabbert led us to nothing. So the year before that, it, it we just had bad backup quarterbacks. So now was a chance for us to finally get, maybe get a good backup if Marcus went down that could win us some ball games and get us over that threshold into the playoffs. Now, did we expect Marcus to regress as much as he did? Absolutely not. People really get behind Marcus Mariota. He's the quietest quarterback in the league, for sure. Uh, But he seems to have some kind of leadership qualities. The fact that there's not a lot of people out there that have anything bad to say about Marcus in terms of, of football IQ, football leadership, things of that nature that are close to him. Of course, the media, they aren't big on covering Tennessee, so... You see a quiet guy and then you see uh, injuries or you see some lost games or all these sacks and you start to question his leadership. But Tannehill coming in, being drafted in 2012 by Miami, he didn't didn't have the best track record in in staying healthy either. At least the the, the last two years he was there. I guess 2018, 2016, he missed 2017. But played... 11 games in 2018 and 13 in 2016. Again, missed the entire 2017 season. He wasn't bad. Um, Stat line, just under 2,000 yards passing, 17 touchdowns, 9 interceptions. Completion percentage was 64.2. So he wasn't terrible. He did take the Dolphins to the playoffs. He had a good 2015-2016 season. 2015, he threw for 4,000 yards. 20 or 2014 he threw 4000 yards 2015 he threw for 4200 yards those are the two seasons where he did good 24 touchdowns 12 interceptions and 27 touchdowns 12 interceptions so you can imagine my excitement when this guy's our backup quarterback do we think that he's going to take over the starting position no but as a titan fan you have to understand that this is Marcus Mariota's last year on his rookie contract it's time to shut up and play Marcus knew that so if it's not there, we have a backup in Ryan Tannehill. And for Ryan, this is a second chance to get a starting spot. He was good for the Dolphins. He just couldn't stay healthy. So they cut him. Let him walk. We picked him up. Or I'm sorry, we traded for him. I apologize. We traded for him. But the Dolphins were looking tank anyway. Because I'm pretty sure that they're going after Tua. A lot of insiders say that. They could switch up and go for Lawrence. But Tua looks good. Um, the LSU kid now is starting to move up in draft board. So, you know, look out for him. But getting Tannehill was was exciting time for a Titan fan. I was excited. Because here we do have someone who 
started in the NFL and was successful as our backup quarterback. That was not out of their prime like uh, Matt Castle. I, I didn't think he was a good quarterback really ever. And when we picked him up, I was very upset. But we have had some glorified backups in the past. And I think that's one of the things, if you want to talk about identity for our team, which is sad to say, but that is it. We are a revolving door at the quarterback position. Vince Young, we had Kerry Collins. Uh, Matt Hasselback, we had Jake Locker. And vice versa. And then Jake Locker, and we had uh, Mettenberger. Not to say that Mettenberger was a was a, a glorified backup or veteran. I'm just listing our backup. Billy Volick was backup to Steve McNair. So we've always had no names, I guess, for backup quarterbacks or people at the twilight of their careers. And it's worked sometimes, but not as often as it should. Or they expected it to. That's why I don't understand why they continue to go towards that or with that except mediocrity is something that the, this fan base will not do anymore and I think that the sooner that Vrabel figures that out the the higher chance he has at keeping his job I don't believe he's in a hot seat by any means because uh, they've they've successfully put together a defense through free agency through the draft not to say that those are his picks but the scheme and the coaching staff that he's put in together in place has worked. Now, I still think that Vrabel has a lot of good qualities that have not been on display just yet. But I think he's figuring them out. He's stumbling, and you need to be able to stumble, maybe fall in order to pick yourself up and and move forward better than you were. So with Vrabel, I'm not I'm I'm not at the point where I'm quitting on him. I'm not even at the point where I'm quitting on Marcus. And it's so hard because Marcus gives us glimpses of what he can do. When he, when he, that, that two games ago against the Falcons destroyed them. Just, that was just two games ago. His first season was 25, 26 touchdowns, nine interceptions. There's the option and the possibility for greatness, but yet he regresses. And our offensive line, I know, hasn't been that good. Saffold, we picked him up in free agency for a pretty penny. He hasn't really panned out. He's supposed to be a big guy. He's supposed to be able to push those gaps. Instead, he's getting pushed into the quarterback. And he's struggling with um, with uh, um, switching. Anytime they run, uh, they run a switch on the inside, or like across, he's, they struggle. He's supposed to be pushing him Taylor's way, and that's not happening. Taylor's Luan's finally back. You could tell that he's getting his his sea legs. He hasn't practiced. He hasn't been able to. Ben Jones, uh, Davis really does need to step up. Davis is looking terrible. So our offensive line has issues, yes. Do I think they're the main factor? No. I think there are definitely three three parts of this wheel in order to keep it greased to move forward. And that all needs to work together. Ryan Tannehill touched on that, and I agree with that 100%. The offensive line, the quarterback, obviously the offensive line needs to do their part. The quarterback needs to be able to get the ball out faster, but he also needs to make the the right and smart decisions. 
And then the scheme, the strategy, what the play call. You know, do you throw an extra tight end? They've done that before. I've actually thrown Kelly at tight end to block. You throw two running backs out there to block. Things like this. I I think Tannehill coming in, you don't know what you have. And I think that Mike Vrabel is doing a good job in making that change now. Because if you do it later in the season, that might change the morale of Marcus. And if he get, gains his form back, he might not want to resign with the with the organization. So you do it now to find out what you have in Tannehill, to find out if you're going to rebuild or are you going to remodel, to say. And this gives that opportunity for that. Do we hit the reset button or we just fine-tune a couple of things? Our run game is there. Our, I should say our running back is there. We need to make sure that we lock him in. His deal expires this year. I can see why Marcus being on his last year, if he really does, if he's really going to be making that quarterback money, if he does show out, we we would have to lose like Logan Ryan maybe. He's a possibility of someone that we would lose. Derrick Henry's another one. There's the sad part. In order for us to be able to fund that that quarterback position. But if we can get Tannehill on a short-term deal and Marcus walks, we would be able to resign those other names that I mentioned. I'm not saying that's the route we should go. Not by any means. But uh, I do think that we need to give Tannehill a chance in order to see if this is going to be our Band-Aid until we draft the quarterback. But do I think we do it next year? I don't think so. I don't think we're a terrible team to where we'll even get high enough to pick a quarterback. If the opportunity is there in the draft, do we take a quarterback that has potential? Absolutely. I think any team would be would be would not be wise not to do that. If there are other positions available. Like if there's an offensive lineman and we have a, a decent look at what the quarterback's gonna look like, obviously you protect your quarterback. But if there's a steal and you just can't pass it up, you have to take it. We're already to the point where we're thinking about moving on. Now I go back to what I said. Am I ready to move on for Marcus? Not quite yet. I think he can still show some stuff. Right now, again, perfect timing. He does this now, Vrabel that is, to see what he has. And we are going to get an idea to see if if Marcus is really our franchise guy. And if not, that's going to give us a, a bigger picture of what we need to do next moving forward. The defense is good. Uh, and and they've kept us in a lot of ball games. We and the offense needs to do their part, and that's not happening. So, that's one thing that we look for. We're going to see. Chargers are two and four. I don't believe they're a two and four team. So, just like the Broncos having one win, I didn't think they were a one win team because they've been in almost every single ball game they've been in. But the way it looks on paper is we lost to a team who had one win. Their offense wasn't by any means flashy, and they didn't really do anything special. We just didn't show up. And it's sad because you got guys like Delaney Walker frustrated who can change, who can be a, a game changer for you, but he's not being utilized properly. I don't think that he's uh, done either. So to say that he came back from energy and he's just not the same guy, I don't believe that. I think we're just not doing our part at, at the quarter, at the front line at the quarterback position. So we'll see. Marcus is smart with the ball, but sometimes he he tries to he would rather take a sack or something else than throw an interception. He's got to take more risks. I, I don't think anyone, especially a Titan fan, is going to be upset if he takes more risks and it becomes a better 
product overall and the wins translate with that, even if he throws an interception a game. But, you know, this is where we are. Ryan Tannehill starting, getting the chance, the opportunity to play on Sunday. He, you know, he had a he had a phenomenal preseason. Uh, I don't have the stats in front of me, but I know that he he was tearing up this defense as their second team, and so a lot of people are going to say that those weren't top guys. I understand that, but the the good thing is that he's going to get the opportunity to practice with the first team now. So he's going to get those reps, those important reps moving forward. He's going to finally get those. And I think that's one thing he lacks. So we'll see. Ryan Tannehill got the ball out and anticipated routes. And he was just, that that was one thing he did against Denver. That's one thing that was impressive. Not only did we did it spark that offense that they wanted to do, it sparked it, yes. But he also took some sacks. And he's less mobile than Marcus. So we'll see how that all translates now that they have they have a new quarterback at the helm. We'll see if that is going to give them that spark. And let's see what the offensive line does. The offensive line needs to protect Ryan in order to see if this is going to work. And we need to run the ball effectively. Play action needs to become a part of our identity. It is not there if we're not running the ball. Arthur Smith is, it's hard to say if the plays, the play calling is the problem because the quarterback holds on to the ball. But I'll tell you this, run, run, five-yard pass is not an identity and is not going to win you football games, especially when we're running for a yard or negative yardage the first two downs and you're checking down to a running back or a tight end for a five-yard hook or out route on third down. We're getting in third and long situations and that's killing us. We need to do a better job of giving us the third and manageable. Third and sixes should be the longest that we have to face on a consistent basis. You're going to have your third and tens and your third and fifteen, third and twelves because of penalties and loss of yardage and, and just good defensive play. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about consistently we are terrible, have to be the worst in the league on third down. A lot of that had to do with Marcus taking sacks. He'd be out of the pocket instead of throwing it away, take a sack. Instead of throwing it near a receiver, take a sack. He does not have the pocket awareness that he should five years into the NFL. And I feel like his pocket awareness has gotten worse as time has gone on. Man, I love the kid. He is a great personality. He's got a great attitude to win. But if this is his peak, Expect him to be a glorified backup. He could be the next Fitzpatrick. Realistically, which just bounces from team to team and comes in and sparks you for a couple games and then fades away. I'm hoping that's not how his career ends because I really do like him. And it took a while. I'm I'm a big skeptic on quarterbacks, especially for my own team. So it took me a while to believe, but I I believe that he was the guy that was going to if, if not to be our franchise guy, at least to be the guy that holds it down for a couple of years. Meaning that our defense would be good, our run game would be good, and he would do everything he needed. He'd be a 213 yards a game passing guy, two touchdowns, zero interception, or one touchdown, zero interception kind of guy. But, and, you know, that would translate over to 
better, more wins, Super Bowl possibility. Now, that was a long shot, especially when you say it out loud, when you say that you expect him to be this guy and not an elite quarterback. But the reality is, is it's hard to find those, come across those elite quarterbacks. But it's about getting the winning ones, the ones that can win. And I thought Marcus could do that. Am I wrong? We're, st- we're going to find out. Am I, do I hope I'm wrong? Of course, I hope I'm wrong in terms of him being done with the Tennessee Titans. It's, oh man, it's just, it's an emotional game for sure, guys. It's very emotional. And to be there live to see it and to see the atrocious play of Marcus was one of the worst things that I could remember in in recent memory because I didn't have the greatest expectations going into it. I had my reserves, but I didn't expect even this. To be shut out and to have Marcus play two and a half quarters and only throw for 63 yards and two picks when he hadn't thrown one interception all year. And then Tannehill comes in for a couple of drives and throws for 144 yards. It's like, oh man. But if Tannehill could be that guy that he was for the Dolphins, but better, a 2.0 version of himself where he takes care of the ball, doesn't take him any sacks, and he's getting the ball to our receivers, we should be fine. We have a talented receiving core. We took Brown first round. We took Corey Davis first round. We have Tajay Sharp. We have players. Delaney Walker. The guys are there. We just Jenkins. You know, we just need to get them the ball. We need to give them the chance to play. Deion Lewis is a great catch from the backfield and go, but the play calls have to be there and we have to use them more. His roles are being diminished. His carries, I should say, because he plays snaps, but he doesn't get any kind of action. And we need to do a better job of getting our playmakers involved. And that's one thing that's lacking this year. So this that's where we are. That's how we got to where we are right now. Poor decision making. Terrible third downs. Ter- third down conversions. Not putting the ball in your playmaker's hands and taking too many sacks. Has caused Marcus, Mike Vrabel to make the change from Marcus Mariota to Ryan Tannehill. So this Sunday, we're going to see exactly what what we have at backup quarterback. And uh, I wouldn't say against a good Chargers team who are better than two and four. So this gives us an idea of how good we are. So there you go. Two and four Chargers, two and four Titans playing for, I don't know what, for us, Ryan Tannehill, we get to see what we got in him. Will this be the last time that Marcus Mariota is the starting quarterback for the Tennessee Titans? That all depends on what Ryan does this Sunday and moving forward. So I'm sure, I'm sure I will vent about this again in the near future. So stick around for that. If you like me talking about the Tennessee Titans and Tennessee Titan episodes, let me know. You know, follow our social media, Instagram, Facebook at Culture Punch Podcast. Um, keep us in the loop of what you guys think. We love you guys' feedback, so thank you guys for tuning in with us and being loyal to this podcast. We appreciate it. Talk to you guys soon. Thank you for listening.